0: Hi, uh, I would like to welcome you to the introduction to this program. Hi, Bender's here too. That's me. We're, um, we're just here to uh, talk about some stuff. We stayed on just a few topics for a, a decent length. Um, yeah, shot right out of
1: the gate with uh, gender neutrality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And me wearing women's clothing.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. And then we uh, we move on to some uh, super scary. Mm-hmm. Talk um, about the Neon Demon. Neon Demon. We talked about some comic stuff, uh, some comic Comic Con news, uh-huh. and speculation, secret speculation, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then we talked about comic book movies, Zack Snyder movies. Um,
1: yeah, this is good.
0: good. And video games. Yeah, a
1: little bit of video games got in there. Yeah, a lot of bit of video games. We talked about that at
0: length. I would say. Spent some good time on the on the Switch. Yeah. And the uh, the build up to that and what yeah. like the first year is looking like. What we, that's only what like two weeks away now. Yeah, two. I think it's exactly fourteen days away. Boom. Yep. So, that's uh, what you got to look forward here look forward to here today here to and, for today and um uh, you know as usual uh like go to go to visit us across the internet starting with uh superdivorceme.com um go to our social media stuff and follow us like us facebook.com slash superdivorce uh twitter at superdivorce instagram at superdivorceband and over on Snapchat, we're just called Super Divorce. Do we have links to all of our social media stuff on the website? We do, and also if you um, if you follow or if you listen to the show on YouTube, all of our all of our shits always in the, uh, the comment. comment. Their description. Yeah, the description. Yeah. Cool. So everything's all all right there for you. And then if you want to follow me on social media personally. Just look me up at Nicholas Villars on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat.
1: You can follow me on Instagram at BenderButt, um, on Twitter at BenderIfYouNasty, and uh, Snapchat at BendersButt with an S and an underscore, I think.
0: Yeah, Benders underscore butt. But,
1: yeah, so uh, check me out. Check us out. Check the band
0: out. Check and the email us out yeah
1: and email us
0: yeah just uh, send us an email email divorce club at superdivorceme.com. subject line to sweet me and then include your shipping address in the body of the message and you'll be winner enter winnered winnered wintered winnered chicken dinner <laughs> <laughs> you will be entered to win um, every Sunday we do a drawing and the winner of that drawing gets a 2 Sweet Mix CD featuring a playlist of 10 songs curated, compiled by either Bender or myself, usually with a different theme. So uh, Bender took last week's and it was all songs that you had grown up listening to, right? Songs, yeah, that I'd grown up listening to, stuff that was all introduced to me by my parents. Right nice i called it your parental picks
1: yeah i saw that
0: it was very clever and and your your pal timmy he did he won timmy won shout out dude for the second week in a row yeah and before that our our buddy justin ortiz from the divorce club he won twice in a row so this sunday is someone gonna three-peat will it be someone brand new if you haven't entered before get your name in and uh you know Let's break it up a little bit. Yeah. Let's get some new faces. Some Don't fresh even faces. All the CDs to Tibby and Justin. Yeah, I know. So, um, email us. Like I said, totally free, and uh, you could win a cool, old-fashioned mix CD. No one does that anymore. Nope. Just so, us. It's fun. It is cool. All right, um, that's it for now, and uh, enjoy this episode. Enjoy the show. We are not getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. We are
1: not getting a divorce.
0: for Supercast. It's Nicholas here, and along with Bender over here. Bender over there. What's so, Well,
1: like I was just saying, but you know, we can tell our listeners too, I went shopping today for clothes. Uh, I went with our good friend Zam, Stephanie, but you know, mm-hmm. I hate that name. So I uh, went with my bestie Zam and I needed to get pants for a father-daughter dance with my niece because her, well, soon to be, I guess, official stepdad there, my sister's getting married on Saturday. Wow. Yeah. But he, uh, is going to be doing military things. He'll be deployed, I believe. So Mm. I'm taking her in his stead to the father-daughter dance and I needed some new pants. And, uh, so I got those. But I also got a lovely pale pink shirt and an even lovelier pale pink denim jacket. And I'm so excited about it. That you're going to add to. I am. I'm going to, once I get some more patches, because I have some already, uh, I'm going to try to collect everything I want to put on it first. And then I'm going to cut the sleeves off and make myself a nice pink denim vest.
0: Which will be awesome.
1: Yeah. I was, uh, I, you know, I feel like I was talking to, to Zam about this, which I think is, you know, I mean, it's cool. She, she's bi and she has, you know, very open ideas about gender and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but I feel kind of like tiptoe about it because like, I definitely identify as straight. Mm -hmm. However recently very recently i have kind of dropped the whole construct of like what i should wear Mm -hmm. you know and so you know part of it honestly was inspired by watching a lot of rupaul's drag race Mm -hmm. because watching all those guys on there when they're not in drag i was just like i'd wear that yeah i'd wear that i'd wear that jacket i'd wear those shorts like Mm -hmm. whatever you know, and then I was also partly inspired by our good friend Doug um, so I've kind of like begun to sort of drop the constructs of what is expected of me to wear and uh,
0: that's why I bought a pale pink <laughs> denim jacket well you know people they can wear what they want to you know what honestly in that whole arena I find interesting I guess is, um, like our generation seems to think that that's new, that there's something new about it. Right. But I mean, people have been doing this for years and I guess maybe it's like, you've got, um, you've got less of a, a chance of being discriminated against now. Right. You know, I think people are more open than they used to be, but like, you know, you just look back at, at uh, especially, like, rock stars of the 70s Absolutely. and 80s. It's like, that that was, like, the thing to do. All they did you was know? wear
1: spandex and frilly jackets and headbands yeah. and...
0: Teased hair. And, yeah, teased and hair makeup and makeup. That's all and, they did. Yeah. So I don't think, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of with it. It's just wear what you want to. I, and don't, I don't think it has to... Yeah.
1: And I th- I will admit that maybe... I've had like a subconscious fear of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of like I, I've, I've I feel like I've always at least been able to look at like women's clothes and be like, I like that. Yeah, you know, and maybe there was a time where I was like, I wish. I knew somebody that wore that Mm -hmm. or dressed this way yeah. because I like this style. I like the way these clothes look, you know, and I think, like I said, very recently, I think I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, if I like it enough Mm -hmm. and, you know, then I'll wear it. Like I was looking at the women's clearance rack today, pulling off cardigans and things and being mm -hmm. like. Trying them on to see if they fit right or, see you know, and sometimes they don't. And, yeah. And then sometimes, you know, you, you put them on and, and it it fits right, you know, and I want to go back and get some cardigans.
0: Well, it's like in the early 2000s, if you wanted tight-fitting pants, you had to buy girl, jean- mm-hmm. girl jeans because they just didn't make any male pants that were form-fitting. Right. It was all just, like, super baggy, you know. So, I mean, I... To um, a lesser extent, I think uh, you know that that's something that's been acceptable for you know some time now. No one even bats an eye if if you say that you wear girl jeans now. It's like, oh, okay, right? Because girl jeans and and boy jeans they look very similar these days. Right. I think that uh, it's nice because if you buy jeans that are made for men and you've got the male anatomy yeah that sometimes they're tailored a little bit you know more comfortably they are that was the thing with uh buying girl jeans is like you always right felt a little bit <laughs> you know you had to make some adjustments because yeah they yeah. weren't taking that extra uh bit of body into account right. so yeah so it's nice though but it feels you know like what i think i'm
1: trying to be sensitive about Mm -hmm. is that, like, I don't feel that I identify as, like, a different gender, Mm -hmm. or even, like, non-gender, or all of the dozens of, forgive me people, Tumblr genders, yeah you know, I still feel like I just, I'm a straight dude, like, I just identify that way, but I like... Women's clothes, some women's clothes, and so, but I just don't want to like offend somebody that mm-hmm. does, you know, identify a certain way. You know, I don't want to like say too much, but our friend Doug, yeah, and how he identifies and the way he likes to dress, and he's wonderful and excellent, but like in a situation, I just want to be sort of touchy about it because I don't want to like offend his sense of self mm-hmm. or or. I don't want to portray that I'm like trying to stomp on, well, you can just wear women's clothes and be a straight man. Like how come you have to identify blah, 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 some other way. So you
0: don't, you don't have to, but I think that I, I feel like people might be, um, making problems for people who are like you, where you just want to be a dude who wears, whatever.
1: There was a pale blue leather jacket in the women's section and I was like, God, if they had a size big enough for me, I would fucking wear that.
0: Yeah. You wear what looks cool. Yeah. What you like. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like whatever you wear is, you know, it it doesn't have to be connected to gender. Right. It doesn't have to be this big to do. I mean, if, if you've got, if you want to make that proclamation as well, then that's, that's fine. But I feel like, um, you know, it doesn't have to be a social uh, you know any any big social construct yeah. type deal just just wear whatever you know if you want to identify a certain way that's cool too whoever's listening yeah i really don't give a shit you know it's it's just like i see someone wearing something and i assume that's what they like to wear right it doesn't doesn't make any difference to me but i know there are still people out there who who probably would You know, have words for you if they saw you wearing something girly, you know. Yeah. Well, fuck them. Whatever. Who cares?
1: So the point is Nick and I are going to go shopping soon. At Forever
0: 21, it sounds like.
1: Because Forever 21 is having a big sale till the end of the month on their clearance stuff. So we're going to stock up on things we like to wear, but also things for the stage. because.
0: And what will happen is five to ten years from now you'll be able to buy all those things in actual, in the male section, in the men's section. Well, I would hope,
1: That's, I kind of would hope that five years from now, we don't have male and female sections.
0: Well, that we would need be, those. You think? We do. Yeah. There's, like I said, there's a difference. There, you know, you're tailoring... That is true. ...clothing yeah. to particular, you know, body types. Body types. Because the yeah.
1: shoulders in female clothing sometimes... Like if I'm buying something in the in the women's section, I have to buy probably two sizes up. Mm-hmm. I wear like a large, even an extra large, yeah. because the shoulders are tighter.
0: I mean that's just that's biology. It doesn't have to be anything controversial. It's just you look at most women; they're shaped much differently than men are. Right. You know? So, but it doesn't have to be anything shameful. You, right. you don't have to feel bad if you do wander into. You know, the the one that's not yours, so to speak. Uh If you can find things there that fit you, that's fine. But I think that the reason we have those to begin with is just because, you know, well, you start getting into the business of it, you want to make certain things for certain people. And, you know, you break it down. Oh, well, these, this, uh, you know, females are typically within this, these ranges of sizes. We're going to make... This number of, you know, this design and this number of this one and so on and so forth. So, yeah. yeah. I think we'll probably have male and female sections. Yeah. But but
1: hopefully no
0: one will think twice if a dude is shopping in the women's section. No. I I think what you would see is you'll see probably... Um, you'll probably see a lot of, like, overlap in the styles and in designs.
1: There's, there's already... A little bit of that especially you know today at forever 21 this color pink that I'm wearing is mm-hmm. very prominent in the women's section and it's it popped up periodically in the men's mm-hmm. you know but I was just walking around the store and I was just like I love this pink this yeah. is like a new it's a new it's not a new color mm-hmm. but it's like I feel like it's the latest fashion trend because I went to forever 21 like three days ago and just noticed that this it's like a pale grandma pink <laughs> is what I call it.
0: Do you remember when I, I tried to make like the, uh, when I was redesigning like the sleep star website, I tried to make it that color. Yeah. Do you remember that? I think so. And Zach Madden said it like made him want to throw up. <laughs> so it's like I like this. It's like, I do too. it's like this weird. I mean, honestly,
1: people just think, think about like a pink tchotchke that your grandma has. That's what color it is. Slightly, it's like a, it's like a washed out salmon color. Yeah. It's not as red as salmon can be. It's yeah. like cooked salmon.
0: Yeah. Cooked salmon. It's a cooked salmon
1: <laughs> color. And I love it. Yeah. And, but it was like all around the store. Every section had like some shirt or dress or leggings or jacket or all kinds of stuff this color. And I was like, bug it. I'm into it. It looks nice. Yeah. Thank I like you.
0: it. Thank you. you should see the jacket. I'm excited to see the <laughs> What will soon be a vest, right? You said you're going to a yeah, vest. Yeah, it'll
1: probably be a couple weeks. Because, like I said, I just want to collect a few more things before yeah. I get it all on there at once and just have a nice, badass vest. Hopefully, I'm, I'm going to make a goal for myself to do it before Horror Hound this year so I can wear it to Horror Hound.
0: That'd be cool. Yeah. So that's what I did today, as well as work. And you picked up comics, right? I did. I was there too. What time did you go? About three. Two thirty. Two thirty. Okay. Yeah, I was there well, that was like right around when I was there. Oh yeah. So we might have just missed each other. We must have.
1: I uh well, you know, and speaking of comics, did you hear the news about Cincy Comic Con? No. They have decided to end the show. Really? Yeah. Um, they're not going to do Cincy Comic Con anymore, which is a huge bummer, because it is not as good, or it is better. I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. much better than Cincinnati Comic Expo. The last one that we went to, right? No, Comic Con was the one we went to. to? Comic Expo is the one that focuses on both comics and television, Mm -hmm. and I am not about that life i just want a damn comic convention
0: well maybe if they're ending that one because they were like back-to-back weekends weren't they Mm -hmm. so maybe some of the attractions and you know people that would have been at comic-con are going to go over to the expo now hopefully um i don't know we'll see it was
1: just cincinnati comic-con just had not only did they focus solely on comics as Mm. far as their guests and things but a lot of their guests were of the modern era. Like, I didn't recognize a single name on the expo list except mm-hmm. for Rob Field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, when you look at the Comic-Con list, it was all lots of image creators, lots of new faces at Marvel. You know, young, kind of up-and-coming. Mm-hmm. Well, success, very successful. Yeah. But... Sort of the new, the new gods yeah. of comics, you know. So I'm, 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 pretty disappointed about that. It was a good, it was a good show, but I guess Tom was saying they've made some decisions in the past that have kind of led them astray a little, and they've yeah. decided to shut it down. Well, that's too bad. But uh, secret insider info, nostalgia themselves are looking into putting on a show. Oh, really? Kevin is going to start seeing what it costs wow. is what Tom said. No promises, no nothing. Mm-hmm. They're going but they're going to see what it would take. Well, it all starts with an idea. So, That's of course, cool. I told them anything you need. Yeah. You need volunteers for the show if it if it comes together, you let me know. So, we'll see what happens. I hope they I think it would be really great mm-hmm. if that shop could could pull something like that off.
0: That would be cool.
1: But that's secret info, listeners, so mm-hmm. shh, Don't yeah. tell anybody. Be quiet. Don't tell anybody about that. Um,
0: What'd you pick up today? Did you get Mother
1: Panic? Yes. I also got Cave Carson 5 and 4. Yep. Doom Patrol 4.
0: To... Oh, that must have been gone when I got there.
1: I, I think it's, I think it's been out. I think you already have it. Oh, okay. I, I I'm back ordered on it. Uh, I see. Or, or or I'm behind on it.
0: Oh, you were picking up from your file. Yes. I okay.
1: Yes, I did not buy like new stuff. I got okay. file stuff today. Um. So I got Mother Panic, Cape Carson four and five, um, Doom Patrol four. Uh, two issues of Spider Gwen, one issue of Star Wars, um, the new Sex Criminals, and three issues of I Hate Fairyland. And then I picked up the Paper Girls trade because I was like, I'm never gonna buy issue four. Yeah. <laughs> so I went because you know we I thought I figured we'd talk about it today, and yeah. I was just like, fuck it, I have to get it because whatever. And I bought the trade.
0: And then I forgot. Yeah, and then we they forgot to, to read it. Oops. I did get comics, too, though.
1: What I, What did we pick
0: up? I got Mother Panic. I got Invader Zim, the new WWE comic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman Ninja Turtles Adventure from oh. DC and IDW. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Which is on issue four, and I still haven't even started it. Oh, boy. Uh, Doctor Strange, Monsters Unleashed, Walking Dead, He-Man, Thundercats, and Cave Carson. So, I've got I'm way behind again. I am and it too. sucks.
1: I'm behind a lot. Just
0: for for secret reasons, I haven't had much time to read or play games or anything, right? So,
1: I uh I read the first issue of Curse Words today, though. Oh yeah. It was very good. I love it. I love Ryan Brown's art a lot. And uh I liked the writing. I think it's great because uh, I don't think I've read much else that Charles Seale or Seale has read Mm -hmm. or written. I'm sorry. But I think at least for this comic, uh, his writing style is very similar to Ryan Brown. And Ryan Brown did all of God Hates Astronauts. Um, So Curse Words feels like that same sort of universe. And and I, I enjoy it a lot. They're going to be doing some sort of van tour for Curse Words to different comic shops. And I'm keeping an eye on their Twitters, hoping yeah. that they stop somewhere near us
0: uh, to go out and, and meet them. That'd be cool. Cool to meet those guys. Get the, um uh, or meet, well, we've met we've Ryan Brown. Yeah, meet mean, um,
1: Charles Seal is,
0: would be nice to meet. It'd be cool. And get his John Hancock on the uh, preview preview issue. Yeah, that'd be neat. That would be that would be very cool. Very
1: uh, fortunate, a, a fortunate item to own. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, this is kind of a segue, um, but I I thought of the uh, really glittery cover, the variant for issue one of With Curse his Wars. cat? Yeah, Simon. Yeah, yeah. and then. Thinking of glittery, sparkly things makes me think of Neon Demon, which yeah. we were going to talk about last week, and then you know we did our Valentine's episode, right? So I uh, thought we could segue into a little super scary, super scary time. Woo! <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Neon Demon from uh, what's his name, Nicholas, Nicholas Winding, Winding Refn. Refn.
1: Yeah, um, this is. His fourth movie, uh, I think fourth American movie, I believe he has made a few in, like, Switzerland or wherever he's from.
0: And everyone, of course... Fifth. No- Fifth. Fifth. Uh,
1: Bronson, Drive, um, Valhalla Rising, Only God Forgives, Neon Demon. Fifth.
0: Okay. So, I feel like the most popular is Drive. Yes. Everyone has seen Drive most. Except for you know. Lindsay. She still hasn't seen it? She hasn't it. seen Drive. I don't know what's wrong with her. Yeah. I like Drive. I will say, off the bat, um, I preferred it to Neon Demon. Neon Demon just felt like... I mean, it, I told you, it was, I thought it was cool to look at, but the uh, the way that it unfolded, I, I felt like I wanted a bigger ending and uh like the the story it builds and builds and builds you know it's got this really eerie tone and you know it does a good job of kind of you know leading you along throughout the movie you you're always wondering like what's about to happen and it's you know it's it's kind of dealing with a girl who goes out to LA and she's kind of an aspiring model And, uh, very innocent kind of fish out of water at the beginning, especially compared to like the crowd that she's running around with. These just like cutthroat, horrible, cunty models that, you know, (laughs) just fucking just, they, they seem like they're trying to succeed at all costs, but they have like no humanity left at all. Right. You know? And so she's trying to climb the ladder and, uh, and make her way. And as she starts to gain some success, these girls become very jealous of her, and... Right, she starts, she, she goes out to try to climb this
1: ladder, and basically starts climbing it almost effortless, effortlessly. Right. Yeah,
0: almost because of how innocent and... Right. ...and different she is... Right. ...compared to the rest of them, and in their eyes, they see her as just like, she's a fucking noob, why would, why aren't you choosing me for these jobs, you right. know, and that type of thing, and... And she's getting the the work because of who she is. Because she's different. Because she's new. Because she's fresh. Yeah. You know, because she's
1: natural. She Mm -hmm. has has no plastic surgery or anything.
0: Yeah. And and so when you're watching these interactions between her and the other models and then kind of like the girl who's helping her out a little bit the makeup One, artist yeah who ends up getting very very strange you know yeah. to say the least yeah uh, you know, like I said there's this there's a sense of tension between everyone I feel like constantly and it just it kind of builds and builds and builds all the way to the end of the movie and that's where I was hoping and and I will admit that the uh, like a blurb on the back of the box kind of built up my expectations a little higher than maybe I should have let them be going mm-hmm. in because it was, like, um, mind-blowing or something, you know, of an ending. And it was, like, yeah, it's a little messed up. But I, I don't feel like it was uh, on the level that they made it out to be right? from what I was reading. Right. So. Well,
1: you know, as I said the last time we talked about this, um, I feel like, For people such as ourselves, the ending um, has been done before. Yeah. I think that you and I are well versed in the horror genre, and so the ending doesn't quite have the same punch as it would for somebody who doesn't watch horror or hasn't seen a lot of horror movies. Um, Because I think it's slightly unique but it but it feels it feels done before you mm-hmm. don't necessarily expect it i didn't necessarily expect it yeah but uh, and i've i've made this comparison many a times but i had previously seen a movie called starry eyes mm-hmm. which is the same exact thing except a girl is in hollywood and she's trying to make it as an actress and she's struggling so in in the in a contrast where Jesse's character in Neon Demon is successful without trying. The character in Starry Eyes is desperate and exhausting all options to be successful. And those options eventually lead her to the occult. So, the ending of Neon Demon for me was just like, Well, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the same in Starry Eyes, but they're very similar yeah and uh, it's just not this sh- the shock value is lost on me but I f- unfortunately I feel like the shock value is lost on me on a lot of movies Yeah. yeah at this point at this point I mean I watch so many of I them mean, I can't even like now I'm slowly starting to watch like more exploitative films mm-hmm. um, stuff that's like really not super underground, but um, things that are kind of being pulled out of left field and released on Blu-ray, like The Driller Killer, for example, Mm -hmm. which the whole movie is just like gross New York in the 1980s. Hobos and whores and just like run down apartments and you know they can't pay their bills and they just live in shit and squabble Mm -hmm. and the dude just like loses his shit and starts killing people with a power drill that's like the whole movie that's it you know there's no real story other than he can't pay his bills and he starts killing homeless people so i'm you know i'm kind of slowly edging into the more exploitative stuff and i'm still just kind of like meh yeah yeah cool Mm-hmm. you know, but I feel like once you watch a Serbian film, it, nothing can shock you, and
0: I've seen that film. That's what I've heard yeah so um I mean, like I'd say Neon Demon's worth a watch. It is a gorgeous film it is it's very beautiful. Um, the guy's obviously talented with his vision, you know, I feel like his movies definitely have a very unique look. You know when you see it, that it's in his universe, in his mind. Exactly. You know? Again,
1: as I uh, mentioned, "Starry Eyes." Um, when you take a story like this, where a girl is out in California, or you know, someone's trying to make it, and they're either successful or they're not, and then like something ultimately bad happens to them, I feel like anybody could have made "Starry Eyes," but mm-hmm. only Nicholas Winding Refn can make neon demon mm-hmm. you know that's he has a very unique um flair
0: to his movies and you can see it throughout all of them i guess if you approached watching it almost like going to a like a an exhibition at an art gallery yeah you'd almost be better off right because like drive um it's pretty pretty light on dialogue and so, you're not going to get... Heavy on symbolism. Yeah. And you're not going to get a lot of, uh, you know, no Tarantino type scenes where people are bantering back and forth at length. For hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, you, um, if you prefer that type of movie, then you probably love it. Yeah. So um,
1: There's definitely a lot going on, and I think, you know, it's worth... I have not watched it with director's commentary yet. I believe there's a director's commentary track. Yeah. Um, But I would like to because, you know, I have read or Lindsay read after the first time we watched it that, you know, for example, the scene where there is a mountain lion in her hotel room. Yeah. um, She, you know, she goes out with this guy and uh, apparently leaves the screen door of the hotel room open And when she comes back, there's a fucking mountain lion, like, destroying her room, you know? And that scene, the reason all of that happens, the scene is supposed to symbolize that she is sort of unaware of the dangers surrounding her. And she has unintentionally opened herself to letting that danger affect her. Yeah, You know? And... You don't really get that watching it. It's kind of one of those movies that, like, you have to, something... Need, it needs to be explained to you. Yeah. Because I am an astute moviegoer. Not as astute as you, but even still, I think...
0: It's, uh... You probably notice more upon reflection if you were to go back through, you know. And maybe quiz yourself even. Right.
1: There's a meaning whenever the there's blue lighting and whenever there's red lighting yeah he did that purposefully Mm -hmm. you know and you can tell on the runway yeah the runway scene is is very cerebral um it's trippy but it's very purposeful because she's walking on the runway and it goes from blue to red Mm -hmm. and then later in the house uh i believe her name was ruby the makeup artist Later in Ruby's house, when she's running through the house, the light changes from blue to red. Um, And that's, it's all purposeful. It's intentional. Yeah. So, it's, I don't know. It's a a really good movie. On second viewing, because I watched it last night, I was a little less interested. I think it's a great first, a a wonderful first
0: viewing. Well, like I said, so much of it... For me, when I was watching it, it, felt like a build. Right. And if you know what the payoff is, then I feel like that part of it's kind of taken away right. when you go back and watch it again. So that might be uh, why it affects a repeat viewing in that, that way because, well, like any movie with a a twist or um, a tension that builds to a payoff of any sort, then you see it coming and that part of the viewing experience is gone for right. you. So um, yeah, it was, it was pretty good though. Yeah, it's a good movie. It is worth, it's worth a
1: watch like most things that we watch. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd give it like a, a moderate recommendation. Like mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, if you're familiar with Refn's other work, you know, definitely check it out. Yeah. But if you're not into like cerebral, limited dialogue movies probably not the movie for you and it's
0: also not a traditional horror movie by no. any means not, not so at all if you're looking for like a bunch of blood and you know craziness right it's not that type of thing it's it's more baiting you along to see where this is going to end up right you know so that's uh that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> um next oh. week. Go ahead. Oh, was uh you have something for next week? I was just gonna say
1: next week, it's just came on Amazon Prime. We should watch the Greasy Strangler. Mm. It's like a new movie from twenty sixteen and it's it looks like a like a trash film. Okay. Like just gross horrible gore effects and just, you know nasty i've noticed recently um if you're into a certain kind of movie amazon prime's got it on lock like almost everything from a24 which is what neon demon is is now on there like a lot of recent films like uh the lobster swiss army man Mm -hmm. green room all of those are now on amazon prime and i'm really excited because those are movies i really wanted to see Mm. Um, but I noticed the Greasy Strangler yesterday. I was like, oh my god. Never heard
0: of that one. You should watch a preview for it. It sounds like Rutger Hauer would be in it.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is that kind of... You know, like Hobo with a shotgun. Yeah. It's that kind of like dingy, gross style, I think. So, we'll have to... Maybe, maybe
0: we can watch something else, but that's uh, on the docket. Okay. So, if you listened last week, um, we were talking a little bit about how Bender was going to attend his very first wrestling event. Yeah. And that ended up not happening. No. Because of Bender's work. Yeah. And he got called in. And I would just like to ask you how your day at work went. Because your boss, didn't he say some shit like after you got there? Like, oh, thanks, because I had plans.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I got there. My boss called me Saturday night. And, uh you know shame on him and my coworker because she called off to go now this is it's it sounds bad but I'm telling you it's not her mother who is actually her grandmother she's raised by her grandparents so her her mother was in the hospital and was sick she called on her way to lima not even you know hey can i have the day Called yeah. on her way to Lima, like, my grandma, my mom's sick, I'm I'm not going to be there tomorrow. So then I get the call. So-and-so called off tomorrow, you have to come in, you know. Don't worry, I'll come in in the morning, you come in at 10, you can sleep a little bit, but, you know, you have mm-hmm. to come in tomorrow. I tell him about my plans, and he's just like, well, I don't know what to do about that, you know. And so, I have to go in. So then... Uh, problem number one, I get there and he leaves. You know, thanks for coming in, la da da. Here's your lunch, it's all set up. See you later. Then he calls me like an hour and a half after he's left and starts talking about how unfair it is that we have to come in on our day off because my coworker calls off frequently enough you know it's maybe once every three weeks or so she's sick or her dad's sick or her mom's sick or she has to do this or she can't do that or whatever it is whatever but it's frequent enough that my boss doesn't like it yeah and called me to tell me that it's not fair that she calls off so much in like this weird I don't even know if it was a real attempt, but like this weird attempt to like get me angry at her or something, which I kind of was already, you know, to which I replied, I know what I don't understand is what are you going to do at the hospital? Mm -hmm. Like, why do I have to come in and cover? I understand that your mom is sick, but I, I had texted my coworker Mm -hmm. asking how her mom was. And uh, she said, she's fine. She's not doing well, but she's not dying. I'm like, then why are you there? did she? What are you doing? At... She's at the hospital. Like, I understand you want to be there for your parents and everything. But my dad had open heart surgery and I did not call off work. I didn't take off work. I didn't. I was there with him uh, on the day of his surgery. Only because I got off work
0: at two o'clock that day. So what? What was the reason for her mom going? She, to I, I don't know. Say. She was sick. Just could she have was, been like food poisoning. Could have
1: been. It could have been the common cold. For all I know, yeah. and she's just old. Now you know. Again, like I said, trying. T- I'm both sensitive about this because I understand that her parents are elderly. Yeah, but. My point is, if she's at the hospital, what are you going to do? You're not taking care of her.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's like the final hours or right. something, then of course. Or if, like, oh, my mom was just rushed to the hospital with a heart attack. Yeah. Then of course you go. But if it's like, oh, she's not feeling well, she had to go to the hospital. Well, are you. Are you going to nurse her back to yeah, health? Well, I don't fucking think so. Or could you go when you get off? Yeah. Like, how long is she going to be there? Yeah. You know, that type of stuff. And not, it's... I'm on my way to Lima, I can't come in tomorrow.
1: You know, so, like, mad about that. And my boss is, like, you know, saying, oh, well, I don't, like, I don't know anyone's parents who get sick this often. And I'm like, well, they are elderly. But yeah. still, he's like, I don't understand. She calls off so often, like, it's not fair. It's not fair to you. Like, you shouldn't have to come in on your day off just to you know, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And he's like, I don't want to have to come in on Sunday either. And he's like, you know, I had plans today. Luckily, I was able to get off in time to still meet my wife and do those things. And I'm just like, because I'm fucking here. Yeah. Dick. (laughs) Yeah, you were able to still have your plans. What about the plans that I had to cancel because my buddy bought me tickets to a wrestling thing but you had me come in so you could still make your plans, and then you're going to, what, try to make me angry at my co-worker and then also, like, backwards thank me for coming in so you can make your plans? But you're also going to complain about the fact that you had to come in on Sunday? Where does that leave me? Like, no. it's just ridiculous, man. so stupid. And then today... He said, it was just like in passing, but he said something about how, uh, I basically, he said, I should be grateful that he didn't make me come in at six o'clock on Sunday. Like, so he brought it up again. He brought it up again. It was just like, good thing I covered those early hours for you, huh? I, you know, I could have made you come in at six and I was just like, yeah, thanks. I guess.
0: Like, why the fuck are we still talking about this? <laughs> like, are you obligated to answer your phone? You could have been like, "Yeah, it's a good thing that uh, that I had my phone with me the other night." You know, because <laughs> well, yeah, like, I yeah, I don't know. It's just
1: he would have. He probably would have kept calling. Or he would have called, you know, multiple times trying to get a hold of me.
0: Or if you would have actually been somewhere else already. Or he
1: he would have been super pissed if, like, I didn't answer because we've had, like, meetings before where I haven't been the subject of his uh, direction. But he has said before, like, you know,
0: I answer the phone when you guys call me. I expect the same in return, you know. But I mean, what would he have done if you were like, "Oh, well, I'm actually like in Chicago until Monday," so he would, he would have had to he would have had to work. I should, You know. So know. he's he should be grateful that you fucking came in and saved his ass.
1: Exactly. And and he's trying to make sure that I'm upset with my coworker for making me come in, mm. and that I should be grateful that he didn't
0: make me come in at six. Is he like trying to set it up so that? everyone on the crew is like okay when he lets her go or something is that what he's i don't know know. i don't i I don't don't know know why why you would go through the effort of i just
1: don't i just don't understand calling off like i've been a cook for 10 years and i've called off maybe three times in 10 years man you know yeah just do your fucking job i've said it on the podcast before just do your job. That's all... Because this is what happens. Situations like this happen mm-hmm. where you fuck somebody over because yeah. you have to call off the di- like hours before you're supposed to be in at work. I mean, she called off less than 12 hours before she had to be there.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless it's an emergency or if you are working in a job where... Um, you're around a bunch of other people and you're sick. If you're like hacking, they probably don't want you there. right. I wouldn't want you there. If I was working next to you like at GameStop or something and you're right right, <coughs> you know, coughing all over everything and then you get everyone else sick or customers sick. but you know, for the most part, yeah, you don't, I don't feel real well today. I'm just gonna call off.
1: Like deal with it. How many yeah. times have I gone into work not feeling well? The only time in in the last probably five years that I've called off was very recently and it was because at six AM I was puking my guts out. No, at like three AM and I was I was waking up like every hour and a half and throwing up. I had a twenty four hour stomach virus and I called my boss at like three three o'clock in the morning or something. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I can't do it, man. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Yeah. You know? And luckily he knew cause I haven't caught off the entire year and a half. He's been there. But then my, you know, the other manager, the dining room manager, and you know, she's, we're pretty close cause she's been there a while. Both her and my boss were like, he's fucking sick mm-hmm. because he's never called off ever. You know, and I got technically, you know, I should have been off for 72 hours because I was throwing up, but I was back in at work the next day. Still kind of felt like crap. Luckily, I got better by Wednesday. It was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm. I felt better by Wednesday. Yeah. Like much, much better because it really was a 24 hour thing. But I was back in at work on Tuesday, you know
0: because that's what you have to do if you have a job that's why they hired you you have to do your job so
1: hopefully the next Ring of Honor that rolls through yeah you know next time next time Ring of Honor rolls through I will I'll just be like I'm sorry I'm out of town yeah you know yeah
0: it was fun though we had a good time good good I saw you met uh, the Young Bucks. Yep, met the Young Bucks and met Cody Rhodes. That was pretty neat. It's cool when you're at a show like that because, you know, a lot of times if you meet uh, if you meet wrestlers or whatever at a convention, you gotta pay whatever the fee is to go up and talk to them. And usually if they're hanging out after a show, you just walk up and they'll sign shit, they'll take pictures with you. Yeah. So that's yeah. what we did. So it was pretty fun.
1: It really seemed really cool.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Um,
0: have you uh, started Final Fantasy there? Yeah, I'm about maybe like an hour and a half in. Okay. So, I haven't made it too far. I like it. I think it's going to be really fun, though. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's uh, definitely much different than any other Final Fantasy game I've played. Yeah. So. Um, the last one I played was 13-2, I never got all the way through it, but uh, I really liked 13. This one, you know, you've got the, the sort of open world thing going on, so right. that's that adds a different flavor to it. A lot of people criticize 13 for being too linear, you know, a lot of corridors to run down and shit like that, and, which is always funny to me because... Everyone loves Final Fantasy VII, and that one's very, very linear, Yeah, you know, so, I don't know. Well, I, I think it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to playing more of it.
1: I haven't touched it.
0: How far are you? Maybe about the same. <laughs> like five same. hours, maybe. Five hours.
1: But I did a lot of side quests, because I'm an idiot, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, so. What was, what was, like, the last thing you did?
0: The last thing I did was I had to take a delivery to, like, a nearby gas station or, like, a some sort of convenience mart, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're definitely, like, right at the beginning yeah. still.
0: Yeah, very, very. You have to take, like, a package to a
1: hotel or something like that. It's like the next like town that. over. Yeah. Uh, the chick at the
0: first gas station gives it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, you're still, you're still real early. You haven't even made it to the sea yet.
0: No. But that was, like, a week ago. I haven't touched it since, so. Man, it's, I've been home alone for, since Monday evening. Mm Mm-hmm. No game, like,
1: no games. I have, like, no motivation to play games right now. I'm gonna get a Switch, and I think it'll be cool, but... Also, You're able to like
0: take it to work though, so that's yeah, kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I'm also kind of just like, oh, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> I'm a little, a little miffed that like I'm getting Zelda right off the bat. Mostly, I'm getting that for Lindsay. I'm looking forward to Super Mario. Mm-hmm. That I think I'll really play because I'm, I do, I enjoy the the games geared at the younger audience. Mm-hmm. I the last game I actually beat I think was the new Ratchet and Clank game, and it was so fun. It was nice and short. It was level based. It was it was fun. Platformer shooter. I Maybe it. you should play knack Did you ever play that? Uh, I've played demos. I wasn't really into it. Mm. That, that one like was like too too simple for you. Too simple. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank was like a platformer, but it was slight. Some levels were non-linear. Like it was just sort of an open. You only had a certain like area you could traverse but it was open. You had to like find things, you know.
0: I saw they're making a sequel to Knack. Knack 2. Yeah. Hmm. Which I never would have guessed that they would make another it one. It didn't because... seem like it did that well. No. Uh
1: I did look, you know, I watched videos for that ukulele game. Yeah. Looks very similar to Banjo-Kazooie. Well, it's this I think it's like the same team or something. And I loved Banjo kazooie when I was a kid, but I gotta be honest, I was watching the ukulele video and I was like, huh. Oh, isn't that, that, that good? I I have like this weird I am like if I'm gonna buy something on a PS4, I want it to reach a certain graphical par. Mm-hmm and i felt like ukulele looked like an xbox 360 game hmm. especially with the type of style that it is i felt like it could be so much more polished and it just didn't look there wasn't any dialogue in the trailer there was no was story
0: it, establishment was it like an actual trailer or mm-hmm. just like a it was like
1: a gameplay trailer like it was ukulele just yuga and laley Just sort of running around in various worlds, doing various things. I was just
0: wondering if it was, like, the final version of the game or if they're actually still working on it. Well, it was
1: the trailer that was attached to, like, the pre-order, you know, tab on the PlayStation Store. Which, and, like, I know, you know, (laughs) I know a couple... When we were on the 2016 podcast, you said, I need to stop saying I'm not a gamer. (laughs) Um... For as casual of a gamer as I am, I still kind of have this this sort of par. Like, if you're going to put something out on a PS4, there needs to be a certain level that it surpasses to even whet my appetite. Because I was looking yeah. through the store, looking for different games to play, maybe, and things like that. Any game that I, if I opened it and it was like a pixelated 2D side-scroller... I was just like you're not even trying. Like a lot of games coming out for the Nintendo, Nintendo Switch. Um I wa or I didn't watch. I read an article that was like one of those click you just scroll through yeah. slideshow articles mm-hmm. and it was like the 50 best games coming out for the Nintendo Switch in the, in its first year. Yeah. Like over half of them were like 2D Either two D um, RPGs, you know, yeah. like head to head, like um, oh, like Desidia yeah. and uh, just other things that. Well, a lot of those are like indie games, aren't they? Right. So, and I, I, I understand that, um, and even the ones I was looking at on the store, they were all indie games. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, "Where's where are the?" I don't know man I was just like I'm just not into it like I'm not gonna spend $20 on a game for my PlayStation 4 Mm -hmm. that's just like a pixelated side scroller if I'm gonna do that like I it needs to be on Super Nintendo or Sega like it feels right that's when it feels good I just can't like I don't know I played, you know, I played, I say that, and I played Bro Broforce, uh, which is a 2D pixel side-scrolling shooter, but it felt very much like Contra, and the graphics were clean. Yeah. You know, it was well put together. The artwork was cool. They had full, like, animated cutscenes. And I was like, that's how you, you know.
0: You were a big though. fan of uh, Resogun. When the ps first came out. I still play that shit, man. So you're okay with games like that, right? Yeah, I mean oh uh, yeah,
1: I like I know. But that
0: game I but don't see, think could have been done on the 360. No, that's I mean, the thing.
1: There is a there is a definite differentiation between like Rezogun on PS4 couldn't have been done on past gen systems because of the amount of of pixel blocks yeah. that explode when you blow up ships and the cities behind you are being destroyed and like all of the stuff happening, you know, the ship creator, like there's a certain level that even 2D games can achieve. Yeah. And I just like, if you don't reach that level, I'm like, I'm not going to play you because you're not on Super Nintendo.
0: Well, look how smooth the Mario games are. Yeah. On the Wii U. Yeah. You know, those are still side-scrollers, but they look like they came out now. Yeah, you they know? do.
1: They absolutely do. Uh, you know, every all the characters are rendered in 3D. Mm-hmm. You know, the worlds feel like they have depth to them, even though you're running side-to-side. Side. Yeah. You know, and then you look at games like, uh, what was the Toad game? Treasure Hunter. Oh, yeah, uh Toad Treasure Hunter, I think is what Toad's it was called Treasure Extravaganza, something, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, that game, you're in a 3D plane, mm-hmm. but everything is very confined, you know? Yeah. But it, it is gorgeous. Captain Toad. Captain Toad's Treasure Hunt or something. Yeah. I don't even remember. But that game is gorgeous. Yeah. You know?
0: Beautiful, like,
1: smooth 3D Zoom characters. Out. Yeah.
0: See the little, you know, the little map that you're on. Right. Yeah, that's a fun game. So and it looks great too. Yeah.
1: You know, that's just what, that's what I expect. And a lot of games I feel like just don't meet that for me. You know, there's a 2D side scroll that I played recently called Odin Sphere. I played the demo and it's just, you know, it's a, just a side scroller, mm-hmm. but all of the, graphics and artwork are hand like hand drawn and then paint like digitally painted and things i think i played that on super tokens one time odin sphere yeah yeah it i've downloaded the demo mm-hmm. um and like it's amazing it mm-hmm. it flows the game moves very well but it's just 2d like even the characters aren't 3d rendered they're all like painted and stuff. yeah they
0: look like a cartoon yes yeah
1: it's a, it's a playable cartoon. And I'm like, mm-hmm. here's your standard. Like, yeah. This is the par that I'm talking about, you know? I'll mm-hmm. play a game like this because it's beautifully crafted. But a game like... Do you remember that game Axiom Verge? No. It was basically a... It was a sort of spiritual homage to the original Metroid. And... I like what well, I like. I couldn't do it, hmm. you know. I never even t- downloaded it, but I believe I played a demo when we worked at GameStop, and I was just like, "This is
0: stupid." When you uh, said spiritual uh, um, homage, made me think of Mighty Number no. Nine, and how disappointing that game was for yeah. everyone. I still never played it just because, and I I don't like to cave in to bad reviews, but. I didn't hear like anything good. I didn't even hear like I never heard a counter argument where people were like, "No, no, everyone's just being overly cynical." I just heard that from like all sources. Anyone who was a fan of Mega Man was like, "No, they fucking missed the mark." So, which like I don't really get cuz the previews is the same game. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't it looked cool. It looked like Mega Man but right. kind of updated and I don't know. I'll probably give it a try sometime just to to see for myself, but you know, you wonder how you'd be able to fuck up a game like that. Right. Especially if you worked on the guy who created mighty number nine was like one of the original dudes who worked on Mega Man. So I don't know how you'd fuck it up. I don't know. But, uh,
1: I, I can't, I can't even say if I'm looking forward to anything really. I think I'm excited for the the switch. I think it's going to be mostly kind of nifty. I'm afraid Nintendo is going to drop the ball again, but we'll see. I'm They're not... already pissing people off because there's DLC for Legend of Zelda.
0: Well, that's we're we're in 2017. You gotta just fucking be ready for it at this point. I, like,
1: and I kind of I kind of agree with that, but a lot of people are being like. You're going to release a Zelda game at launch, and it's not going to be the complete game.
0: Well, I haven't heard that it's not the, the complete game. Well, there will be
1: more to tell. Yeah. I guess, you know. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, that's just... Back in the day, we used to call them expansion packs. Yeah, that's so true. It so doesn't, it doesn't mean they're releasing an unfinished product. I don't think Nintendo is going to do that. If anyone's going to do DLC right it'll be nintendo yeah you know and if they do make you pay for anything it'll be worth it in my opinion it is they
1: are going to make you pay for it it's going to be cost monies
0: well you know it's it's cool i i bought like the add-on packs for mario kart 8 you know Mm -hmm. i think it was worth it yeah a bunch of new tracks and like new characters new cars because the original game i paid full price for that and i was happy with it so like if you offer me more shit that i can buy to add to it it doesn't retroactively make me unhappy with the product i first bought right you know i'm still cool with what i got in the first place and if they never would have given me anything else to purchase i would have been okay so then when you release new content i feel like it's up to you if you want to have it or not right no one's going to make you buy it i'm sure <laughs> whatever the game is when zelda launches it'll feel complete Uh, I don't think you're going to get to the end of it and, and feel like you missed out because you don't have the DLC yet. Right. So, well, um,
1: I think arms will be a fun game to try. Mm hmm. That That looks fun. I'm not into Splatoon too much.
0: I am looking forward to Splatoon.
1: I didn't like the aiming on the first Splatoon and, uh, I don't think they're going to be able to do it the same way for this for the new game. Mm-hmm. It'll, I'm sure. I feel like it's going to be a more traditional. You know, I thought
0: I read that you you're going to be able to choose.
1: Can you? Yeah. See if that's the case, then I'd probably be more into it because I I did not like having to move the whole controller to aim. Um, so if that's the case, I might be more into it because Splatoon
0: looks fun. Uh, one thing I did want to mention about the Switch is like people who are bitching about the launch titles, it's like, look back at any game system that's come out and ask yourself if you can think of any, like, really memorable launch lineup. I mean, we might have talked about this before, but it's like... Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube. Yeah, you get, like, maybe one or two if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. But when new consoles come out, typically it takes at least a year before you start seeing a nice flow of games you feel like you have to have because when the ps4 first came out it was like um what did you have uh the order and like no one fucking gives a shit about that game now like um, that
1: wasn't even like a straight launch title no it was a soon yeah after it was a near launch title Mm hmm I can't name a launch title
0: for PS4. Xbox One, you had, like, the Dead Rising 4. Or 3. Yeah. And that Rome game, what was it called? Rise. Rise, yeah. Which, it's like a bargain game now. Probably get it for $5 if you wanted to. Infamous Second
1: Son was a launch title for both systems. Okay. They had day one editions. But
0: the bottom line is... Typically, you don't have many classics coming out for your launch titles right it's more like here's kind of an idea of what this thing's going to be able to do but three years from now all these games are going to be awful you yeah. know
1: i know that's the you know i'm i'm holding on to hope with the switch that like it's going to gain a lot of support it's going to mm-hmm. gain you know, first-party developer support. It's going to gain third-party developer support, and a lot of people are going to want to make games for it. I, you know, I can't... I can't disagree that, like, the first-year lineup is, like, pretty shoddy, it looks Mm -hmm. like, you know. And that's just what's been announced. Maybe there will be more within the first year.
0: But But they don't need quantity here because... People are gonna buy it just because there's a Zelda game and there's a Mario, Mario game. game. Yeah. And anyone who didn't spring for a Wii U is probably gonna be excited to play Mario Kart Eight on a Switch. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna be excited. I'm gonna get yeah, I will I'll get buy Mario it. Kart. I'll buy it again. I don't care. You know, if it's a good enough game, sure. Yeah. I'll buy it on another system.
1: Hopefully, we'll get a new Smash Bros. At some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hopefully, I would love a
0: new Metroid. That's the thing about Nintendo is, like, third-party support would be great, but I think they're already putting themselves in a better position than they did with the Wii U, because no one's confused about the status of this new system. No one thinks it's an add-on right. to the original Wii. New name, new sort of control scheme, you've got the whole pick-it-up-and-go-wherever-you-want-to type of deal. So they've done a good job hammering home the fact that it's a new system. Right. And... You know, that I feel is already going to get more people interested because we've talked about this. Working at GameStop, I don't know. No, you weren't working there when the Wii U came out, were you? Not when it came out. Okay. But yeah, I used to get people asking all the time. You know, six months, a year after the Wii U launched, it was like, so that Wii U is just like an add on? You just buy like that little I got tablet? It when
1: I worked there. Yeah. I, got, yeah, I have people.
0: What's the Wii U? I don't understand. Yeah, is it just like that tablet? You put it with the Wii, and it's like, no, it's totally different. Right. That's how That's how badly they, they bumbled the launch of that system. They could have totally fixed it by just calling it the Wii 2. Yeah, <laughs> that's the funny all thing. All to do. That's the funny thing. So, yeah. But I think, I'm pretty sure... Pre-orders are sold out, like, everywhere. Hmm. So,
1: I'm glad I got one. Like, regardless of anything, I'm Mm -hmm. glad that I'm getting one. I'm I'm still excited. I just, I don't think, I really don't know how much I'll play it until the new Mario comes out. And I don't think that's till like, fall, which kind of sucks. ARMS comes out before then, and hopefully,
0: you know, that'll be fun enough. Still can't find uh, one of the NES minis. Really? Yeah. I when I went to GameStop last week to pay on my Switch, I asked if they had any. The guy was like, "Oh, we got like five in two weeks ago, and they were gone within like an hour." Jesus! I was like, "Still? what are they? What are they doing? I know. <laughs> like, they not like making money. They should have flooded the market with those things I because know. people still would have. They would have bought the shit. I out. know. I don't get it.
1: I should be getting my popcorn Blu-ray in the mail tomorrow. Me either tomorrow or Saturday, but it got shipped yesterday, I think, or Monday, and they said uh, they said expected delivery was two days, which is pretty awesome.
0: You should describe
1: popcorn real quick. Popcorn. Um, I ordered this Blu-ray from Synapse, which. Uh, We've mentioned before, but it's a company similar to Screen Factory and Arrow. And uh, this movie, Popcorn, is a sort of like slasher, 50s homage type deal from 1991. And uh, it's been sort of, I guess you could say, lost for a while um it's you know limited vhs release limited dvd release and synapse got the rights to it finally with the help of my good friend christy and they announced the title was coming to blu-ray three years ago and every so often you'd hear like oh they're still working on it or they're doing this and you know at one point my friend christy posted uh some pictures of her in LA, you know, getting, like, behind the scenes of, like, you know, the production and, like, seeing production stills and seeing props and things that were from the movie, you know, so there were just, like, small updates every now and then, but there was never real, never a real announcement until finally, uh, probably two months ago, they announced the official release date for the movie was uh march 3rd i believe or something like that and uh i they put up pre-orders for the steelbook the two disc steelbook edition and i pre-ordered it because my friend christy had worked on it and uh, and i was really doing it for her because she loves the movie so much and ever since i've heard her talking about it i've been so intrigued to see it um and i'm finally going to get it here soon soonish and i'm pretty pumped
0: yeah you have uh, been talking about that one for for a while for a while yeah. like i
1: said it got announced 3 years ago or i'm sorry it was yeah initially announced like 3 years ago and now it's finally come to
0: fruition if um if you're out there and you're looking to add to your Blu-ray collection, might I suggest that you stop by your local Walmart? Have you been to Walmart recently? Um, I bought Sinister 2 and
1: Abattoir there the other day.
0: I was just there last night, and they moved, like, it looked like it, fucking, like, 50% of their Blu-ray stock into those huge tubs. The $7 bins? $5. $5? It was like five ninety-five. <sighs> so... I like, not all these were, these two are like full price. Yeah. I got yoga hosers and bleed. For but this. even yoga hosers is only like 15 bucks, isn't it? Uh, it was actually, I think it was only like twelve ninety nine. That's right. Yeah. For the Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah. Blu-ray DVD combo. But I got Godzilla, Slapshot, Army of Darkness, Breakfast Club, Strange Brew, and Gremlins. All for like fucking basically like $6 a piece. It's awesome. Can't pass that up. FYE is
1: doing a buy 2 get 1 for a dollar mm-hmm. on used Blu-rays and DVDs right now. And, you know, in the past I've been very fickle about buying used things, yeah. but because Blu-ray discs are so durable, mm-hmm. I don't it's it's less of a concern, yeah. you know, now. So um, I will, you probably saw on Instagram, but I posted like, I bought like seven movies. Uh huh. Um, two of those were from half price books. Like three of them were from, uh, three of them were from FYE and the deal. And then three of them were from buybacks, which again, buybacks is every day is like buy three, get one free. Yeah. Uh, and all everything I bought was like under seven dollars, so it's awesome. It's really awesome. I'm like looking forward to getting paid again to try to take advantage of
0: the used sale. I know for a while you were you were kind of bummed out because you seemed to you seemed like you had lost the spark of going and buying movies. Oh, I had, yeah. yeah.
1: It wasn't that I had lost the spark. It's that it was replaced with comics for a yeah. long time, you know, and I was hit with like a stint of video games when I was working at GameStop one and two ended up finally getting a PS4. Yeah. Um, but always in the back of my mind, I was, I wish I could buy horror movies more. I wish I could buy movies more often. And, uh, luckily super scary. And then, um, a newfound love of film in my friend Aria, Mhm. um, and then obviously us bonding a lot over movies mm-hmm. has really skyrocketed my uh, obsession again, and and especially now that I'm like I'm into buying Blu-rays, so I'm very much about like if I see something that I already have on DVD, mm-hmm. oh, I'm slowly starting to replace things. Yeah, it'll take for fucking ever if I actually want to replace everything, but
0: just in time for. 4k blu-rays to start coming out and then it's going to be knocking down the price of everything yeah. else though yeah so, i don't
1: even you know blu-rays are like gorgeous already
0: yeah i'm not like super concerned about like getting the 4k stuff plus they're like good. you know i i scoff at paying
1: 35 dollars for a 4k blu-ray of a movie that just came out but I, you know i won't scoff about buying a restored Arrow movie for thirty five dollars, yeah. but you know, which is silly. But I don't, I don't need to a lot. A lot of Arrow stuff is scanned in four K, anyways. Yeah. So, you know, some of it is, some of it's in two K, but which still, is still great. Yeah, it's
0: not ten eighty P. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been keeping movies on in the background when I've been working. Mm-hmm. It's kind of reinvigorated me as far as like actually making it a point to watch stuff yeah you know been watching more movies lately even if I if I'm working on music I'll turn the sound off obviously so I'm not distracted but you know it's cool to have stuff on just to set the mood a little bit so
1: I, uh, I watched the other night um, the original my Bloody Valentine. And the original The Hills Have Eyes, back-to-back. Um, back, I I picked up My Bloody Valentine for like $4 at buybacks, which is pretty cool. And uh, I watched that Arrow release of The Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, my Bloody Valentine original is better than the remake. And the Hills Have Eyes remake is better than the original,
0: in my opinion. I... I remember seeing my bloody valentine when it came out uh, i don't even know if i've seen the original and i've seen both hills have eyes um i don't remember a whole lot about either one of them though the new hills have eyes is
1: intense it's
0: i i remember that much it just i can't you know i can't tell you specific plot points or anything i only saw it one time when it came out mm. so Hills Have Eyes the new
1: one is one of those movies that's like it's pretty you know it's pretty gruesome and pretty intense but it's Mm -hmm. so good that I've seen it a couple times but I feel like even a casual horror viewer Mm -hmm. it's one of those movies that like they would only watch once whereas like Serbian film is a movie that I would only watch once although I want to see it again
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um trying to think of uh any other movies i've seen lately oh i watched uh not a horror movie but i watched a film called manchester by the sea you heard of that I've one i've
1: heard people have been posting about
0: it that was really good yeah obviously totally different type of film completely yeah you know? <laughs> but uh it's got casey affleck hmm. and uh um michelle williams who, she was
1: in Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling. Yeah.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. She's a great actress. That she played was, Marilyn Monroe, too, didn't she? Yeah. Yep. And then I watched uh, Bleed for This last night, which was really good. Really good boxing movie. True story. About a dude who uh, he was like a world champion. And then, like, right after he won his title, he was in this horrible car accident and ended up breaking his neck. And the doctors told him he, like, wouldn't walk again. And he ended up coming back, like, 13 months later and fighting again. And he went on to, to win, like, four more world titles or something. And Six. so it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: we watched Justice League Dark
0: oh did you mm-hmm. you like it well
1: i watched it i meant we as in you and i yeah yeah I mean, we could talk about justice league dark it was great
0: yeah so d- Lindsay didn't check it out no i watched
1: it while i was like off oh, was okay work
0: yeah. Uh, yeah yeah the uh i think yeah I, I brought up that i thought it'd be really cool to see a a constantine doctor strange crossover yeah that'd be rad would be fun
1: I liked Zatanna a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, one of the things that I've mentioned before, I don't know if I said it on the last podcast, but we've talked, and um, watching Justice League Dark, it makes you... It's one of those movies that makes you want to know more about those characters because all of them seem so powerful. I mean, like, even toward... At the end of the movie when everyone's kind of being afflicted, you know, and start, and starts to see demons. Mm-hmm. Fucking Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, and Superman, just like, mm-hmm. demons. They think everyone's a demon. Mm-hmm. And Constantine deals with Green Lantern, and uh, I think Zatanna deals with both Wonder Woman and Superman, mm-hmm. like, with ease. Yeah. Like, it's not even... She just freezes Superman in time, ties Wonder Woman up with her own lasso, yeah. and Constantine takes Green Lantern's ring off. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's just nothing, and they're just like, "God, get out of our way! We have to do this other thing." Yeah, yeah. And uh, seeing Swamp Thing was badass.
0: I've always been a fan of Dead Man too. Dead Man, I think he's was cool, pretty cool. Boston Brand. Mm-hmm.
1: Swamp Thing just got announced for Injustice 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. He looks like he's going to be a badass character yeah. to play. But, yeah, it was um, Deadman, Constantine, Zatanna, Etrigan. Mm-hmm. Who I also like. And, uh... Was that about it? Swamp Thing was kind of in there at the end. Yeah. And Orchid, but she was just at the House of Mystery. Yeah.
0: Kind of like a Jarvis character. A little bit. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah, I,
0: I like what DC has done with their animated movies. They always,
1: they bring it every time.
0: I've only watched a couple of the Marvel ones. For some reason, I'm just never as interested.
1: They're not in, good. I don't know what it is, but Marvel animated features are not
0: good compared to DC it's like DC gets the animated stuff just spot on and can't figure out live action. Yep. And Marvel's the exact opposite. Yeah,
1: it is. That's that's exactly what it is. Uh, I did I mentioned I think last week I did watch The Killing Joke or most yeah. of it. And it was it was okay. I I don't quite know that it Uh you know, it was good, but I think The Killing Joke is highly effective as a book i don't think you i don't think it quite comes across the same in a movie
0: it's still not my favorite even it's not yeah it's not it's good but i don't know that i really don't know that in my opinion it deserves the praise that it gets
1: you know i can agree with that
0: it's nowhere near the level that like dark knight returns is you know or or, even
1: like long halloween yeah you know um
0: I will, you know, I will
1: say it kind of bummed me out. It was great that Mark Hamill returned to the Joker for mm-hmm. Killing Joke, but that monologue uh, when he's putting Gordon on the um, rail system and he has that monologue about how um, you can always escape to insanity, mm-hmm. like insanity is the emergency exit and all yeah. that stuff. Uh it's the, it's the monologue that Troy Baker read at that convention. Yeah. Troy Baker killed it compared to Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like, I love Mark Hamill's Joker. I really, really do. But I think the intensity of the story in the killing joke, Troy Baker would
0: have just killed it, you know? Which is amazing because he was basically doing Mark Hamill's Joker... Yeah, just sort of his
1: way. Yeah. But it was, if you were to if you were to watch those two monologues back to back, I mean Troy Baker hands down is way way better. It's so much more menacing. Mm-hmm. You know. I also tuned I tuned out of Killing Joke when they had a musical number. Mm. There was a musical number yeah. while Joker is like trying to torture Gordon, mm. and I was like, no. Yeah. Stop! Just stop. And I, I wasn't as butt hurt about the like Batgirl intro to the movie because mm-hmm. there was like a whole Batgirl backstory. Oh. I wasn't as butt hurt about that as people kind of made it seem. Like I liked it. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed it.
0: Yes, yeah, I, I haven't watched it. I don't know. I might at some point. Uh but. worth a, a viewing. Yeah, really. Batman movies
1: are great, but Dark Knight Returns again. The animated feature is just fucking mind-blowing.
0: It's yeah. so good. It's so close to the what the comic does, you know. Which I feel like, as a fan of something like that, it's always great when, when the vision's carried over, you know, and they capture the magic of the book in the feature presentation, whether it's an animated movie or it's a, a live-action movie. So and they did that wonderfully. Oh, you know. Man.
1: If you guys haven't seen the animated version of Dark Knight Returns, fucking watch it. It's it's like two and a half hours long and it's just astounding. Especially if you've read the book, because frequently throughout the movie they spot on recreate panels from yeah. the book. Yeah. Even dialogue is the exact same. And it's amazing. <laughs> um but, you know, at, like, on that note as well, I really appreciated uh, the Easter egg in Civil War when Captain America and Iron Man, like, Iron Man shoots the pulse blast at Captain America and he blocks it with his shield and mm-hmm. it's the cover of Civil War number seven. Yeah. You know, and the camera's, like, panning and it slows down. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, I see you, Marvel. <laughs> I see you. Yeah. I do. I love stuff like that. Yeah. It's great to be like a fan of comics and then have these really quality movies coming out because it, it's, you know, you can really like
0: take it all in sometimes. And to have your comic fandom acknowledged. Yes. In the movie. Yeah. You know, somehow. With, so. with Easter eggs that you, yeah. you can you notice
1: and things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for Wonder Woman. Which I'm worried about because I'm always excited for DC movies and then they suck. Yeah. But I just I just want Wonder Woman to be good. Like, just do it right one time. And if you're gonna do it right, do it with Wonder Woman because Gal Gadot is playing her perfectly. hmm And also her theme music is bad fucking ass.
0: I think that one will be good. Possibly great. And then I think the Affleck standalone Batman movie is going to be really good. That's shaky. He's, well, I know like, he's he not, keeps like he's not going to direct it. Yeah, but but he'll be acting in it. Yeah, which I, I think is why he he gave up the directing spot because he he w- didn't see a way where he'd be able to make that work, like being mm. in costume and then also trying direct to direct. It. Yeah, and, I you know. know. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see who they they have step in. You know, if they fucking went nuts and got Christopher Nolan, that'd be, that would, that'd be
1: a dream right there. If Nolan came back and did an Affleck Batman movie. That
0: might save the DC universe. It could, you know?
1: honestly, it, it honestly could, but, cause I feel like Nolan, Nolan got it right. Yeah. He got it right.
0: I think the biggest worry would be is if Zack Snyder stepped in Dude, and man. it was like, Zack Snyder did,
1: what did he do? He had Watchmen, awesome. 300, awesome. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, awesome. Everything else is just like garbage. Like, come on, man. I, you know, and he is kind of like the godfather of this, of this DC cinematic universe. His Mm -hmm. name is attached to everything. And I'm just like you are just missing the mark. I mean, yeah. it's not bad, it's not god awful,
0: but just Man you know, of Steel was god awful. Yeah, but
1: but just like far left field, just missing the mark. You know, I don't. I've lost I lost a lot of faith in Zack Snyder. I you because when you when you consider Watchmen in 300 and the the remake of Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. they're all
0: really good and then what else you do you sucker punch is that his
1: yeah i liked sucker I Punch. i never saw that
0: it's it's sort of weird mm-hmm. you know it's
1: kind of but it's a good movie like it's just fun it's a fun mm-hmm. ride um i don't really think there's a whole lot to it
0: yeah it's very
1: cool visually the story is intriguing um oscar isaacs is in it he plays he's cool
0: It's like a girl in a mental facility or something. Yeah.
1: Basically, she she goes to this mental facility and like they're about to lobotomize her, and like the entire movie happens in like the stroke of a lobotomy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Then the whole thing. But it's it's good. I think it's definitely. If you haven't seen it, which is a little surprising, you should definitely see it. It's. I thought about
0: buying it because I was they had it in that. $5 $5 bin at One Walmart. Yeah.
1: Worth it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I'll
0: pick it up next time I go out there.
1: I, I like Sucker Punch a lot. Like I said, just a really cool visual movie. Badass chicks. Mm-hmm. You know. It's good. Um, but he's... I think Zack Snyder did start to get a little weird with Sucker Punch. Like the story is kind of... There's some holes in it, I feel like. And... Uh, Man, He just... is just bombing DC, honestly.
0: Though I was not a total hater on Batman versus Superman. No, you weren't. So... I think I, I would
1: enjoy it a second time around more. Yeah. But my first viewing, I didn't hate it as much as I didn't like Man of Steel. But I was like, Okay, hey, you're, like, getting there. Mm-hmm. You're getting there, but you're not there yet. And then Suicide
0: Squad was just stupid, honestly. Yeah. That one, yeah. Like, for me, Jared Leto ruined it. Yeah, I thought pretty much everyone else did a decent job.
1: I really, um, I really do think Margot Robbie nailed Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I think she nailed
0: Harley Quinn. I don't know. I honestly don't know enough about the other characters to say whether or not. I don't. I'm just saying, like, the way that they hit me while watching it, like, I thought they were entertaining. Yeah, for the most part, the other characters. Diablo was cool. Um, I thought
1: Enchantress was really cool, even though she like is the villain. Yeah. I don't know. It's very. It was just, just a me- it was a mess. Like there were editing problems, you know, and and that's what really bothers me with DC is that they're somehow their editing is just not good it's always Tarantino edited where it's like out of timeline and out of this and it jumps all over the place. And I'm like, comic books don't jump all over the place.
0: No, not typically, you know? And if they do, they give you a nice, usually a a box to let you know, all right, we're in a different place now, you know, which was what, um, really just killed man of steel for me. A lot of times were the cuts, just cuts that made no sense, you know, hard cuts from one scene to another where it just like felt unfinished yeah you know like the last scene wasn't over but you're somewhere else now and there's no explanation and uh, messy
1: mm-hmm.
0: messy and cluttered that's a good way to describe dc's movies right now right yeah. hopefully
1: they start to get their footing with wonder woman because it looks coherent mm-hmm. it looks like a straightforward story and I really think, I really think Gal Gadot is like she's killing it with that character. Spot on, spot on casting.
0: Well, I wish him the best. Mm-hmm.
1: And in the meantime, we'll look forward to Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah. Did you see the little teaser video for Avengers: uh, Infinity War? There's like a. There's 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 a little teaser. It's no actual footage, but they've started filming. They started filming like January. But there's just one little part of the trailer because most of it is like Kevin Feige and uh, other Marvel execs talking about the movie. But there's one little like 15 second snippet where Chris Pratt, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, the new Spider Man. I can't remember his name.
0: Yeah. I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name either. Yeah. The three of them are
1: standing on a set together, and Chris Pratt's just like, yeah, you know, we're here at whatever studio it is. I think it's the same studio they shoot Star Wars at. Um, and he's like, yeah, we're here, you know. it's We're getting started. Like, it's going to be really cool. And then Robert Downey Jr. is just like, it's going to be, you know, six months of fun. Like, this is such a great group and everything, and I'm really excited to, like, get going. And then um, Spider-Man is like, I remember going to see the first Avengers movie in theaters with one of my buddies. He's like, I never thought I'd be... He's British as fuck, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah. Uh, Because he says best mates. (laughs) Like, remember going to see the first Avengers Infinity with one of my best mates or whatever. (laughs) I can't do a British accent. But he's Mm -hmm. he's like, I never thought I'd be in an Avengers movie, let alone playing Spider-Man in an Avengers movie. And I was just like... Those three characters are next to each other. Yeah. Star-Lord, Spider-Man, and Iron Man are standing next to each other on a set shooting a movie. And then, like, you know, they were panning across storyboards and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it was like... (laughs) Everybody, man. Yeah. Like, every Marvel character they've introduced so far is gonna be in this movie. It's fucking nuts. Like... At, at the lead, I don't even care if the movie sucked. It's going to be a fanboy
0: dream. Yeah. I'm just... You just imagine, like, all the scenes. Like, the, you know, two-page spreads. That's, oh, like, what yeah. I'm, I'm oh, picturing. Wow. Yeah. With characters We're just, like just like all over. Thanos is, like,
1: you know, gorilla... Like, coming down out of the sky, gorilla pose. Like, about to pound the ground. And literally, like, Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Hulk, Thor... Um, Black Panther, Star-Lord, Nebula, Gamora, Drax, Rocket Raccoon, Groot, <laughs> Spider-Man, War Machine, Doctor Strange, they're all on the ground, <laughs> you know, shooting various things at yeah. him as he's like coming down on top of him. I'm just like, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be on screen. For everyone to watch. It's I, You know, the, the awesome. executive people they were talking to were saying that it's like an unprecedented movie culmination because it's a culmination of everything Marvel has done so far. And it's going to like... I want to say it's going to kind of cut off and be like, it'll usher in the new era of Marvel. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the end of phase three. Mm -hmm. um, Because the Avengers movies are always the end of phases. But... The universe that they've crafted for for cinemas is... It really is. I think... I agree. I think it is an unprecedented movie experience, you know? Because Star Wars is, like, great. Yeah. But... The... The amount of characters that you're going to care about in Infinity... Because they've all had standalone movies that have all been successful critically and with audiences. So the amount of people well, not everybody, but like Black Widow and Hawkeye, although they deserve yeah. them. Um but the amount of characters that you are going into this movie emotionally invested in because you've seen them triumph over all this stuff, you've seen them defeated here you've seen them do this in this movie like i don't care i care about star wars but i don't have that strong of a connection with that many characters
0: in the star wars
1: movies you
0: know that's that's where they blow dc away they've taken the time to do that yeah dc tried to they tried to skip all of that which has been crucial to marvel's success you know which that's It sucks. I wish, it makes me wish they would have just taken their time the same way, you know. But they Mm -hmm. tried to play catch up. Yeah. And you can't just play catch up like
1: that. You know, because you get watching Civil War knowing that Ant-Man has a solo film. Yeah. Just seeing him in Civil War, I was like, I want to watch his solo film now. Yeah. Because Paul Rudd's portrayal is great. Mm -hmm. His role is funny. Now I want to watch Ant-Man because I haven't seen it, you know. But like, that's the kind of connection you make with these characters so easily because they're all so well acted yeah it's just i'm so excited for oh also um i guess a buddy of mine told me that they have said that uh infinity is going to be captain marvel's first movie oh which is going to be badass so brie larson joining the fray as captain marvel um and then her solo movie will follow us. But I think that's really kind of the first character so far to be introduced that will then get a standalone, other than uh, Black Panther as well. Yeah,
0: That's cool. I'm also really looking forward to Logan. Oh my god, yes. It's going to be so good. <sighs> Man. It will, I don't see any way that it's not the best non-cinematic universe Marvel movie oh, so yeah. far, you know? oh yeah, I mean the X Men movies
1: have been cool. I think, I think Brian Singer is kind of like the yeah. the god of those movies. I think he's done well uh, with the whole once they rebooted into the first class, yeah um, timeline. I think Brian Singer's done really well, but I I do think Logan is just gonna blow all of them out of the water. It looks so
0: good. Comes out on the third. Same yeah. day as a switch.
1: Yep. God, everything happened. And then the shop opens the next day. Yeah. And then Horror Hound is like the next weekend. I'm telling you, man, everything is happening in March this year.
0: Big March. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, Um. I know you're trying to get out of here a little early tonight. No, yeah, well, I'm not trying to. Well, it's just... you'd prefer Bender's yeah. a hard-working man. I am. Fucking putting in the, the opening shifts, right? Two
1: in a row. Jim decided he had something to do tomorrow, so he's not going to come in.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. That means it's your responsibility. And automatically. Well, um, I guess I'll do it for this evening. And um, stay tuned for our little outro, and uh, we we'll see you next time. Yeah, Bye, guys. Zycam. Zycam? Yeah. Some people say that works. What is Zycam? It's like this, it's like a, uh, I think it's mostly like zinc. It's like a natural remedy type of thing. You're supposed to take it like when you start feeling the first symptoms of a cold coming on. Right. And it's supposed to like cock block it. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> Can I get it at like Walmart? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Zycam. Is it a
1: pill or a?
0: liquid I think it comes in different forms okay so whatever you're comfortable with I'm gonna get it you can try it <coughs> I'm gonna get Zycam yeah get some Zycam and then maybe like some oranges yep
1: yep I do that's what I typically do when I feel like I'm getting sick orange juice and tea can wow. you hear it in my voice do I sound different you, you do
0: sound like Horse. something's coming on yeah, yeah.
1: alright I'm gonna have to fight this fucking shit cause I'm not getting sick
0: yeah You don't want to have to, you just talked about how few times you've called off work. Mm -hmm. So it'd be awful to wake up. It wouldn't be that bad. Well, (laughs) that's
1: true, I guess. So, uh, check us out all over the intro web because we're all over the interweb. Um, start by going to www.superdivorceme.com. There you're going to find links to all of the band's social media accounts. Uh, that's facebook.com slash superdivorce, instagram slash Band, twitter at superdivorce, and snapchat at superdivorce. Um, and then you can also follow us personally on Facebook, um, well, Instagram, Twitter, snapchat, and you can add us on Facebook from the Divorce Club if you want to. Yeah. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nasty. You can follow me on Instagram at BenderButt, and uh, you can follow me on Snapchat at Benders underscore butt.
0: And you can follow me on all of those formats by just looking up Nicholas Ballars, either at Nicholas Billars or username Nicholas Ballars, whatever. That's, I, I keep it simple that way.
1: Yeah. Don't forget to email us. Uh, make sure you put too sweet me in the subject line. Put your shipping address in the body of the email and you will be entered for life to win a weekly drawing of a mixed cd customized curated by either nicholas or myself um they're a lot of fun to make we really enjoy doing it for you guys uh the last four cds have only gone to two people yeah so get your names in because we want to have more people listen to these things like they're they're really fun for us to make and put together and give you all a glimpse into music that we enjoy and music that's kind of shaped us into who we are. So, um, email us at divorce club at Uh, to sweet me address, totally free. Email us once entered for life.
0: Yep. And we ship it right to you.
1: Yep. So, uh, we'll be back next week with like more cool stuff because we're two cool guys.
0: Two sweet guys. Two sweet guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Wait, what did we say we're going to... There was like a sign off. Enjoy, chefs. I I was supposed to say something first. I don't remember. What was my... I don't remember what my line was. I blew it. You blew it. Well, I'm supposed to say something, (coughs) and then Bender is supposed to say... Enjoy, chefs.
1: Super Divorce.